Okay. Welcome to a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. With your hosts, Jesse and Eric. Yeah. Eric. Jesse. Dressing the wrong cameras. Welcome back. Took a little break, but nobody knows we took a break. No, it's just it's seamless for them. Yeah. They, maybe they can count the length of my beard. It's probably more than double the size. I'm, I've stopped. There's no more weddings. Time for me to look like a fat lumberjack. For me, it, it just so happens that I'll I'll just forget to shave for about a week, and that's enough to for me to just be on the train of, I don't need to do that. That's a waste of time and effort and money on razors and. I had dinner whatever. with my family last week, last Sunday. And my little niece looked at me and wished me a happy Thanksgiving because we were celebrating Thanksgiving. Appropriate. Yeah. And then she looked at me and said, your beard looks really good today. Really? Yes. And Melissa always says that. So I turned to Melissa and I said, you now have an opinion of a four-year-old. Wow. So I guess the popular opinion is still that it doesn't look very good, but I'll keep it. I think with old age for a lot of men, it just comes in much thicker and, and more full-ish. Cause I, just even, wanna, I just want to see what can be done. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of time to build certain stuff up. Because I did, I was able to grow facial hair fairly early. Like, I had to shave, I think, for the first time when I was about 13. But I never, the one thing I noticed that's a definitive thing is I could never grow the hair in between the mustache and the beard, like what connects it, until... I'd say probably about the age of 21 or 22. Can't. Yeah, but it, it took a long time for whatever reason to develop the ability to do that. It does? Uh, well. But I, I assume, because it'll be thin, but it'll get thicker. I assume by the time I hit 30, hopefully I'll you'll you just know, be hair everywhere. Be able to do, yeah, I'll have hair up to my Except eyeballs. Except the head. Except for my head. Nah, I'm lucky for that, I guess, for head hair. Um, no, it's just something. I don't know. One day I'll shave it off, or I'll find a need to shave it off. I Hopefully one day, or else you might start a you know, big, big beard. What if yeah. I got pharaoh? <laughs> I'm thinking of the, how they, you know, they like, like, I don't even know what they did. It was like a big pointy pharaoh beard. They wrapped it in something. No. No? Basically, when I get an email from a bride saying, hey, we'd like to meet to talk about weddings, that's when I shave. Hmm. That's when I'll go clean shaven. Probably... Well, we'll have to do a little bit of that, I'm sure, for the coming year. Hopefully. If people aren't too last minute about it. Yes, and that's ideally not going to happen. I want not last minute. Oh, there will always be last minute. And I don't mind filling up on lots of last minute weddings, but... We won't talk names. Yeah. But this is an interesting thing. There's lots of things that I want to talk about this week, because it's been a while. Mm -hmm. And I've been saving them up. And Canada has changed a lot of things about itself. Yes. But first things first... You're getting married. Not you. No. Not that you. would be a weird way to announce it. You're getting married. Am I? Congratulations. Wow. That's awesome. Is Tila invited? I don't know. <laughs> Should I tell her? <laughs> um, so you're getting married. You have the date set. You have the stag and doe booked and all that. Yep. You have your photographers hired. Major deposit. And we've been in a situation where the mom has canceled the wedding. Yes. But you made all this, made all these decisions, and then you decide, yeah, we're not actually going to get married anymore. That's, that's something. That happened. Yeah. We lost one because of that. And she emailed me saying, I need money for rent. Can we get our money back? I said, <sighs> no. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to have a little bit of a guilt trip on that if they have themselves have made a bad financial decision. 
Mm-hmm. A deposit is a serious thing. If you need money Did to you, pay rent you sometimes. Did read the new contract? I was very, I have, very I've thorough, read every every detail of very it. Very thorough about the non-refundable deposit. Sure. If, if the amount in the deposit is enough for you to possibly be out rent at some point because you don't have your finances set up to, to be fine with that, you should consider that when booking your photographer and videographer. I always hated um, the... The, the visual representation of doing baby photos for me. Mm. There was one house where everything that a lot of new parents do wrong was represented in this house. Okay. I knock on the door. It was in Hamilton, just for story purposes. And this old man answers the door. I wasn't expecting an old man to answer the door of a house I'm expecting to do to sell baby photos in. This is when I was just selling, not taking photos. So I hadn't met them before. So I'm like, hi, I'm here with Canadian baby, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, and he turns. He's like, ah, there's a baby photographer guy here. And then the, the mom comes to the door and she's like, oh, just come sit. So I sit in the living room and I'm just sitting and waiting. And I find out that that old guy is their landlord. And he's there and he's like, you absolutely need to pay me the rent within the next two days or you're thrown out. I'm like, why the fuck am I here? Yes. I'm not making anything. No. He leaves. They sit down. Like, well, at least they're going to get a free photo. So I tell them everything. And when I was in a house like that, I'm like, I'm not making anything. I would show them all the five by sevens. Then I would say, you know, the half set is 119. The full set's 199. And then that normally would be the time when they'd be like, oh, that's too expensive. We'll just take the free one. This couple was like, oh, what about the digital? Do you have the digital? I'm like, well, the digital is 319 That's what we'll take. Nice. That's a, they're, li- they probably aren't living on the street to be fair. And I, you know, sold it to them. And I got thinking they're going to have beautiful photos of their baby. And no walls to hang them up on. Ah, the landlord is not going to kick them out. They'll They'll be be fine. But still, the financial decisions of young people is sometimes crazy. Just uh, people in general. But we've talked about people's bad finances. One thing you could now blow your money on easily, more easily, (laughs) than you could before. Yes. In Canada, specifically. Is meth. No, unfortunately. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start a campaign to legalize opioids and meth. But at the moment, we've somehow succeeded in legalizing weed as a population. And they didn't do it horribly. Eh. It's not perfect. It, it's gone through strange transitions. So, have you no visited stores. the Ontario cannabis yes. store website? Okay, I have stuff in my cart. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. But I, at the when it first launched, the first day that it launched. Um, I was at work and we were talking about it and I was like, okay, on, on lunch break, I'll look and see what it, what it looks like. I went and it was very strange to me in that like it, it had some disclaimers, you entered your age, whatever. And then you got there and it had pictures of the weed, like diff- the different strains, they look different. I guess it was each product. They clearly had good product photography, good government run website. Um, it didn't have any descriptions. It didn't tell you what it just said the weed and the what the name of it was. It didn't say if it was like a sativa or an indica or like different things like Have that. Have you which... only been on that site on your phone or did you find no, it no, on the I'm, computer? But here's the thing. I went on to my phone 
at that point. I thought it was a little bit strange. And then a lot of people have the same concerns, like if people are going to be informed consumers, they should have a bit more information that the typical you know, yeah. stoners talk about. So they fixed that, both mobile and PC. I checked out the PC later, but I've checked it out also on the mobile. Now, kind of like the whole tobacco thing, they're not letting you see the product almost. Where It's, it's in bags. It's in bags. You don't get to see the butt anymore like you did at the day of launch. But they label it as sativa indica. They have good filter settings so you can filter through yep. stuff. The inventory seems to be more thorough. There's more different types of cannabis. A few things that I thought was interesting about the website right off the bat yeah. is I, and this is 100% true, I have never actually purchased marijuana before. Mm-hmm. Full disclaimer, since it's legal now, I have smoked it, but I've never purchased it. I've always just been there when people offer it. Typical of pretty much anybody, I'd say I would pretty much was in the same boat where, yeah, you just have people around you yep. that are I've just, smoking I've it. I've never purchased no need. it. So I didn't really know, especially on a website, what I was looking for. Like, I didn't know... I don't know the names of anything. It is weird that some of the some of the pot that you can buy has its street name as its description. But, that, but that's the quirkiness of weed. That's every state that's legalized weed. It's all the same. They always have goofy names. But the thing that I thought was the weirdest, and I suppose it's not weird when you think about the LCBO or something like that, but it's such a government-run, like it's, it's still strictly government run you can't go into a restaurant and buy a a blunt of weed maybe one day but you can go into a restaurant and buy a pint of beer yes that's the lcbo isn't as as strictly mandated as well here's here's the main issue with smoking weed most of the rules are similar at least in if other legislation gets passed it'll be treated just like cigarettes where you smoke it in the same places as cigarettes you can't legally smoke cigarettes indoors like anywhere so It's hard to have a business centered around people getting together socially like they would drink beer to smoke weed unless you had an outdoor patio setting, but then you have to be outdoors and you don't necessarily want that. How do hookah bars get? What's, it's what? just a vapor, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe you could just have but a vapor-based situation. You do like a yeah, okay. vapor pot bar? Or you could, there's no edibles yet for sale, but, but, I can't but it's weird because you could just make yeah. edibles. I, I know that people can concentrate it down to oils or whatever and... And make their own stuff. Um, I think it's very interesting, and I'd be very curious to find out how the very select few private accessories company, accessory company. Yeah, there's accessories on the website. Like, good on Marley. I haven't. Nice. I haven't clicked on there. <laughs> yeah, Bob Marley's got a few. What beautiful. Kind? Uh, pipes. Pipes, okay. Like really good looking pipes. You think it would be the mainstream sort of brands, I guess, that would get a hold on it first, which it makes sense to me. But I'm kind of curious as to, to like, what do they have for vaporizers and stuff like that? Like vape I didn't pens? look at the vapes. No. Hmm. Just the pipes and the bongs, because I thought, <laughs> what a world. We're on a government website buying bongs. See, the the accessories and then all the paraphernalia is, oh, it's never been an issue in Canada. You go to a headshot and buy of course. anything like that. It's never a My big deal. My used to sell them. Yeah, and, and people weren't, you know, they were blunt about it. They would yeah. they would basically <laughs> say, yeah, you can, this is great for smoking weed or whatever. Like, the, the sales representatives weren't 
obfuscating the truth like oh yeah you're gonna go home and smoke tobacco out of this pipe sure yeah sure you are no they were fine to talk about it it's always been that sort of gray area kind of eh, canada's it's always been a very weed friendly country even law for enforcement pretty much always looked the other way and whenever i've seen somebody smoking weed in public or whatever it's never been an issue before legalization i thought it was kind of interesting like how does somebody get into this if they've never really smoked weed before they don't they're not somebody that would do it recreationally to begin with because the site kind of if somebody just logged onto the site how would you entice somebody to do it and i, I think if people read into it they have some strains on there that are kind of interesting where they're not going to get you really high so much as, I, I don't really understand because i've never smoked anything like this but there's there's really high cbd strains which, which is from what i was reading because i'm one of those people yeah that's more for the medicinal side it, it is right? and it's, it's not the, the psychoactive component the high it's not, thc is for the recreational side yeah, getting the high, low thc is medicinal and and just to put it in perspective some of these strains will have up to 20 percent thc i guess that's by weight or something i don't i'm sure they tell you if you look at it and and not a lot of cbd but there's other strains and i, I looked at this one as i was waiting for you to come up up to your apartment was it's it's half a percent thc and 13.5 to 16 percent cbd which i don't really know i've never smoked something like that but i'd imagine it wouldn't get you high is is that what people are gonna i don't know it seems like a pretty reasonable way to start smoking weed if you don't want to get like lit <laughs> Although it's not like you're going to be doing this while you're at work anyways. See, that's the thing, though. I've smoked pot. Yeah. But I, I can't remember if ever the last time I've been high. Like, unbelievably high. Hmm. And it's been years. So this is at least intriguing me enough to think... You could get something good and you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of people are like that too where and it's you know this whole thing is about not giving access to teenagers and younger people but people tend to refer to when they started doing it in their teens as being the time when they would be able to have these crazy you know, almost like a trip-like experience on weed it's not really a psychedelic but you could have a similar kind of experience i think i have you... trippy experiences yeah. on tylenol cold and sinus right, now so so people tend <laughs> to do that earlier on and then as they get older it seems like i've i hear lots of people saying they just don't get high like they used to it's more of a when we, a mellow thing when we smoked and watched the night before yeah it was fun but i i know we got food after but i don't yeah. really think i was i'm i'm not really a much of a weed connoisseur but i do know like when i first i, I didn't try weed until i was in my 20s and when i first did the first couple of times, I would say the first two times, I didn't get high at all. Maybe I just didn't know how to smoke it, which is the same story that a lot of people tell. And then that there definitely was some experiences that were almost transcended. Like it was, I would go, I would be hanging out with friends because you should be social. And, and that was interesting too, but I didn't really care for that side of it. What I enjoyed was going home afterwards and throwing on a pair of headphones and just watching videos or listening to music that I've heard a hundred times before and experiencing something that I've never in my life thought was there. It, it, it was amazing. And I'm not a, I haven't used any other recreational drugs of any kind, but I'd imagine 
if that's what weed's like, LSD or psychedelics have to be amazing. So one of the reoccurring uh, morals on our show is at some point Jesse and Eric will be dropping acid. Yeah, (laughs) I've listened to enough Joe Rogan podcasts and listened to enough of Terrence McKenna and all that that maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, It is, I know somebody, or a few people, quite a few people who have bought it, uh, bought off the website, and they say that it's not even as poorly priced as they thought it would be. It's not bad. Uh, You can buy pre-rolled, which is expensive. Yeah. I don't know how to roll joints. Neither do I. So maybe that would be for somebody but like that. But it's expensive. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks for a joint. Yeah, that's killer. I mean, if it's a one gram joint, I guess it's not bad, but I, I don't, don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's it's expensive. But he was, this this friend was telling me what he used to pay from his friendly local drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And he said, I paid, you know, about 45 40 to 50 dollars for the same that i'm getting online for about 55 60 yeah the only difference is is there was no shipping with the illegal way yes but there is shipping with now the shipping is it five dollar flat if you order a bunch because you're allowed to order and have in your possession on your person outside your home 30 grams at a time and you're only able to purchase up to 30 grams from the website if you did purchase 30 grams from the website is that covered all under the one shipping price? I think yes. it was five dollars. Yeah, so you can just order a bunch at once, I guess. So here's a here's a question. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that everybody in this well, okay, let's assume that Justin and I both order thirty grams. Okay. Okay. So sixty grams in the apartment. Yeah. That means that our mail carrier. Is, is carrying an illegal amount of marijuana. It's true. <laughs> but that's not really a new thing. Like, for instance, another thing that people don't think of also is you can order firearms in the mail and a delivery person is going to deliver the firearms to you. They probably don't have a gun license. So you, there's people in the postal service that are trafficking goods all the time that they don't themselves have the means to possess. That's true. So it, it's not unreasonable, I don't think. I don't know. I guess you can't really get alcohol delivered to your doorstep by somebody who's underage, I don't think. You can't get alcohol delivered by mail, yeah. but because I live in an apartment building, I get business cards all the time for people saying, hey, yeah. we'll deliver your beer for you. Yep. That's depressing. <laughs> a lot of people don't get out. Too drunk to drive. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Too drunk to drive. Keep people Bring me safe. Beer. It, it's interesting, too the warning labels that they put on the packaging and i haven't really read into the risks that the government talks about about weed consumption but it's not like destroy your life but it's not like cigarettes like the one thing i keep reading is like oh one in six people who start smoking yonk or whatever get addicted to weed whatever sure there's nothing like the cigarette packages where we have where there's somebody you know on an operating table like on the brink of death or they got the iron lung or they got like heart disease or whatever like it's the rotting gum yeah pressures. there's nothing you can't do that with weed what do you what are you gonna put some guy with really red eyes well <laughs> it depends because the cigarette ones they do have pictures of car crashes that's true so you can put car crashes on you the could weed. that's fair don't drive high and yeah. I think maybe they will maybe when there's a storefront they'll a have to package it that way message to get across you want to smoke just great just don't drive high it's don't drink and drive. Don't smoke and drive. 
So that, that means that there's sort of going to be government standardized packaging. I bet Canada would go that route should there be a storefront for Ontario. There's going to be government standardized packaging, but they're being very weird with this because they're also eventually going to privatize it. Are they? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a company. It technically, to an extent, is also is already kind of privatized, depending on the way you think it, because Molson is actually working with one of the, uh, as long as I read my articles right, one of the mouth spray suppliers on OCS to come up with a a THC infused. I've seen Joe Rogan alcoholic drink. Those. Okay. But that means that Molson is eventually going to be selling a non-alcoholic but high THC content drink. Okay. So eventually, it has to be privatized. It, it has to be, be packaged in some alternative way. Yeah. Which I'm. I hope it is that way. Just because I know I've seen in the states, there's lots of weed shops where they, you know, take out a nugget and put it in the bag or whatever way they're going to sell it, which is a lot more appealing because you can get creative with the the packaging, which is somehow aesthetically pleasing in many cases. I had another friend of mine say that she is not going to buy the legal weed. She's like, the government doesn't know how to grow weed. I don't know if that's true. I don't think it is either. But she did tell me that her current supplier is running his marijuana business like a business. He has a bunch of different strains. He said, if you spend this amount, this amount of money, you get a free specific amount of hash thrown in as well. There's, there's reward programs for a lot of the online sellers that are illegal too. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of them are running it like a business now. People have it, it's grown up. It's definitely grown up as an industry. How many uh, weed dealers do you think have Square? Hmm, I don't know. I don't like like you. I never really buy weed. I've never had to in any case pretty much wonder if it'd be taboo to get a uh to get a a weed dealer on here we gotta get somebody on here where we can blur their face and i know do a... we'll find somebody find like an ex-military somebody jtf2 member assassinated some person in a far-off land <laughs> be pretty intense um i knew a few people it's kind of interesting i I got kind of tied into some some interesting St. Catharines people. Um, there was a there was a remember Tila had the kittens. Yeah. And she had to leave. I don't know why she left, but I'd stayed at her apartment to look after the kittens. Cue some picture of kittens. Yes. The attempt at Tila's kitten calendar. I'd have to find those, but yeah. Hmm. Um, I have a picture of high key and low key because they stuck around longer. Didn't she call them yin and yang? I call them high key, low key. <laughs> um, so we, I am looking after the kittens and I go for a walk. And as I'm walking, there's this, this blonde girl. And she's like, oh, help me, yada, yada, yada. I'm being followed. I'm like, huh, this is interesting. I find myself drawn to interesting situations. Mm-hmm. Makes for good stories. Uh, she's like, can you take me back to my house? I'll pay you. I'm like, okay. Sketchy. Yes. But I like money. Yeah. She's like, drive me to the bank. I'll get the money. Like, okay. So she got the money. 
and drove her back to her house. It wasn't that far from Tila's. That was that. Um, during the drive, we talked, and uh, she gave me her number. So I said, next day, like, I hope you're all right, yada, yada. And over the next few months, I went on these kind of weird, not adventures. I don't want to say adventures, but I ran in to her a few times. You can pick up. We could pause if you wanted to. No, keep going. Um, I, I went to the bar with her a few times. I met one of her friends who was a hardcore. He had been out of, like, in and out of jail. Okay. He always told me he would tell a bunch of stories. I was going to actually interview him, like, sit down and interview him for, like, story plot points. But then she started asking for money. Okay. And that's where I draw the line. You want to give me money to give you a ride home? That's fine. But don't start asking me for money. Uh-uh. And she's like, well, I'll give you money in exchange for something else. I'm like, or sorry, I'll, I'll take your money for exchange for something else. Uh-huh. I'm like, that isn't right. She's like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm doing it anyways. I'm like, wait a minute. So I was dealing with an escort. Like you do. Like I do. Seem to run into a lot of those these days. It's either (coughs) just the way I hold myself or there's a lot of escorts out there. So finally I stopped talking to her. Talked to the guy that I wanted to interview occasionally. He ended up calling me and asking me if I could give a ride to the bank. So I did. Mm -hmm. He paid me for that. And he's like, hey. Give me a ride here uh, so I can drop something off. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) Yep. So we didn't talk again. Six months later, I'm perusing the Niagara Most Wanted list, and he's on the list. For what? I can't remember. Oh. But he had a long career of firearm possession. Uh, Actually. So you know a guy. I do know why he was on that list. Remember the shooting at... There was a shooting in Niagara Falls. He was involved in one of the shootings in Niagara Falls. Must have been last year. Okay. He was one of the... Somebody shot up um, some kind of club, I remember, with an SKS rifle. He was... I don't know if he was a shooter, but he was a part of it. Okay. And this girl didn't think about her at all. Found her on the on the uh, wanted list this week too. Mm. So that's the only reason why it's been on the back in the back of my mind. Where's the wanted list? Then uh, I follow the Niagara Regional Police on oh. on Facebook, and every Wednesday they do their hashtag Wanted Wednesday, and they send their updated list. Um, see, I I can't follow the police on Twitter because I just shit post them because they'll they'll do things that are stupid and I will criticize it and. I don't know. I get in arguments with the police force because they will tweet you back. They will respond to the things you say in most cases, especially the OPP. I like the Niagara Regional Police on Facebook because whoever is running the social media side of things gets it. Some of their posts are actually quite relevant to younger people. Okay. Um, case in point... What do you got there? 
I'm going to screenshot it so I can put it on the screen of this now. Fancy. This is when pot was legalized. Really? Uh-huh. Do not call 911. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. Or this one. Screenshotting again. The there was oh, yeah no I've seen that at um Spring Canada yeah okay <laughs> the <laughs> the funny thing too uh, maybe it's it's an uptick in the mood because before I would see them at least cannabis related posts I've I've seen the OPP specifically post these photos of grow ops but like they don't look like big scale grow ops like somebody's you know got an empire or something it's more like somebody had two or three plants in their attic and and they take these pictures of the weed and they take pictures of it ripped out thrown on the lawn or whatever when they're doing their investigation and and then they'll tweet something like another whatever off the streets and keeping you safe and this and that and the other and i would just respond to them like yeah good for you taking these really hard like this is the most sarcastic approach i can possibly take and they get all defensive they're like yeah but people who illegally grow pot will splice into like their neighbor's power lines and this that and the other and i'm like these people probably didn't they had like three plants in their attic i think they're probably just trying to smoke weed yeah. for cheap probably i'm not gonna post this on the podcast but no this is the picture of the girl i was talking about keeping in mind when i knew her she actually had really beautiful blonde hair she probably ruined that oh no 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 <laughs> Not good. Uh, she's on the list Don't do right now uh, for failing to comply with probation. Yeah. A lot of people on this list are on the list for doing, like, failing to comply with their probation. Which is a common issue with people that are given probations. Um, oh, this one's theft. Uh, theft with use of credit card, theft over $5,000, stolen credit card and fraud, breach of probation, failure to appear in court, uh, break and enter with intent, breach of conditional sentence. Break and enter with intent to do what? Steal? Steal, I'm assuming. So breaking and entering without intending to do anything is less of a crime? I don't know how you would prove that. I don't know exactly... <laughs> How do you say, oh yeah, officer, I just broke into this person's house, walked through it with my muddy shoes and walked out because I don't know what the hell I was doing there. I got drunk. Went to the wrong house? I went to the wrong house okay, then I guess and broke in fair. because I thought, oh, I'm at the right house. And yeah. then I oh, like break the window because I'm like, oh, I need in. It's so you're, cold. It's breaking and Breaking entering. and entering, but I didn't, ha I didn't intend on going to that house. I guess. That's a very specific situation. It's true. Relief of surety. I don't know what that means. Surety. Yeah, I have no idea what that means either. Alrighty. Well, I should just stop dealing with people that are stupid. Not that people on the wanted list are stupid, but if you're on the there's wanted a good list, chance you did something stupid. You did something stupid. Either either you were stupid, so you did something stupid, or you were a decent criminal, but you fucked up somewhere. You can't fix stupid, stupid. No. No. Uh, you said you had some developments. I have a big topic that I want to talk about, but hmm, um, some of it was what were your developments? It was mostly just phone and drone you, related. You so, make it seem so like I guess when you said 
I have some new developments. Usually, to I, talk for, about usually on the I forget. Usually, I'm just sitting at my desk. And I'm like, I, this is important, but then I'll forget about it. So anyway, I'm, I was sitting at work thinking, okay, what's he gonna tell me? Nothing of importance. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a brand new phone, not because I wanted one necessarily, but more because I am so sick and tired of having the drone, which we've talked about many times, not work with any of my devices. It it was it sucked. It didn't work with my phone, my Asus Zen phone, because it had a specific feature. It was it was a charging feature where you could charge other people's phones by basically plugging them into your USB to their USB. Great feature, but it con it was a conflict with the the controller, the drone controller. Because instead of trying to connect to the controller, it would try to charge the controller, which is not what I needed to do. <laughs> so I I started, was using my tablet, which is an Nvidia Shield, which is terribly outdated, very slow, very poor ba- battery life, and it just stopped working for some reason. When I would try to fly it, it would just the video feed cut out. It would act erratically. So, anyways, I got a Samsung S9 Plus, which is a good phone. And you're happy with it? Yeah, I used it with the drone. When'd you get it? Today, I got it uh, this last week or so. Nice. Yeah, Freedom Mobile. But it worked. Use it with the drone. Looks great. It, it was better than I've ever had an experience with the drone before. So it fulfills its purpose, nonetheless. I guess I got to unlock it. <laughs> the fingerprint reader this is the only thing that I've noticed is a big upgrade from the last year because the... Um, well, that was no effort whatsoever. Yeah, the last year S8 and S8 Plus had a different fingerprint reader, I think, because it was much slower. This one is just razor sharp, perfect every time, and it never seems to misunderstand my fingerprint very quick. Cool. Very responsive. I like it. It's bright. Yeah, I don't even know if I got the brightness turned up, but maybe. It's uh, it's got a dual lens setup too. But the funny thing is, the camera on my old phone was pretty good. What'd you get? It has a food. Oh, a food mode in the camera. Yep. <laughs> Camera's not blowing me away necessarily because the f- one that I had in my last phone was pretty good as it was. You get it, you're looking for an object. Well, like what I saw that it did. A food mode. I imagine it's just a high saturation mode. Samsung is very strange. Um, if you go to the weather app, they port the information from the weather network or whatever, and it, it adds some additional information. So it'll tell you if there's pollen in the air, which is not something I've seen in the uh, the app normally. Pro mode. Yep. It, it'll tell you how much pollen's in the air, but it also has recommendations. Like depending on the weather, it'll say golfing conditions. It'll say if it's a fair day for golfing or if it's a bad day for golfing. And it'll also make recommendations like, should you go for a run today? And it'll say, yes, you should go for a run today. Smile. You going to snap a picture? Uh, using the live focus. That was a horrible picture. It didn't I work. Take that one again. You're in pro mode? We're talking. No. Oh. I'm using the digital bokeh. Nice. I don't know if it uses the two lenses for that. I suppose it wouldn't if it's just digital. The edges are not very defined. Let's see. Got a nice blink. Um, it's not terribly sharp. I think the microphone got in focus, and the blur effect seems to be accurate. It follows the edges of my shirt and my hair properly. So at you least are that's good. optimally lit. I will give. You- yeah, lighting's good. It, it's not as sharp as I would expect. Like it's not for one of the better cameras out there. It's not really impressing me still. I've never used the latest iPhone or the Google Pixel 2 or 3, which apparently are some of the best ones on the market for cameras, but 
But it seems to me they still got a, a ways to go to at least impress me. I, I hear the iPhones, the new XS and the, the Max, whatever, are the best in the market for video, and the new Pixel 3 is the best for stills. Hmm. I, I don't know. I use I, It's not something I use every day anyways, I guess. So it doesn't One day, I will find out. You can upgrade? One day. I've Ooh. got two. I had... I got this... I've had this for just over two years. Ugh. It's been a good two years. There's a lot of... If um, it lasts another two years, I'll be happy because I had my iPhone 4 for just over four years. So. That'll be a long time to have a phone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of iPhone 6s in the market right now. That seems to be the one that everybody's selling at the moment. Not a lot of... A couple 7s and a couple 8s, but not much of the... Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much not much of those, I would say. And the fives are already gone. Everybody's already sold their five or four. So, mostly sixes. So, congratulations on the phone. Yeah, added expense to my life. It's great. Did it change a lot? Did you buy it outright? No. This is the only phone I've ever not just bought How outright. How much was it outright? Um. Well, you get a discount, luckily, with getting it on the plan. But I think outright they were saying that it was worth like 950 or something which isn't that bad or maybe it was over it was just over a thousand maybe but they, once they did all the discounts because they'll pay for your phone a little bit if you go with their plan it came out closer to 800 dollars, which is fine it's probably I, it was either between this or and the your provider it's freedom mobile yeah which is also a big change because i've only i've used rogers since about 2010 so and that's all i've ever used but it's convincing enough for me to get this because I've never had good data. I've only had like one gig of data and I was paying like $50 a month. Now I'm still paying $50 a month, but I get five gigs of data and there's it's unlimited. It's just slower. It gets throttled after five gigs. So it's better in that regard. And Tila was wrong the whole time about having to put her plane or put it in airplane mode when she was out of like the regular service region because because she would always just turn her phone off because she thought she'd get charged extra. Yeah. Turns out, when they made the switch from Wind to Freedom Mobile, the higher-end plans let you use it anywhere. Like, anywhere in Canada. On any network. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like it's a real network. Yep. So basically, I've lost no functionality whatsoever. I'm still really? using Rogers Towers for cheap, which is what convinced me to do it. Really? Yes. So all this misinformation that Tila gave me... Mm-hmm funny now i feel intrigued maybe i should switch it's actually a really good setup i haven't gone and used it at my family cottage up in the middle of nowhere well, yet I'll wait but until you but do I'll, that. I'll try it and i'm not really worried because for the first time in my life i'm not i usually i would go i would always shut off data when i get home and connect to wi-fi yeah. and make sure everything but you're not worried i don't i don't care anymore i have a limited <laughs> data it's great there isn't even a way to toggle data on and off on this phone so there isn't no huh. i i don't i guess i gotta go into the settings to do it there isn't it's not like in the in the task manager at the top. Well, welcome to the future. Yeah, it's great. I feel like people have been using data worry-free for a lot longer than I have. I don't use it worry-free. I When I first, when I got my iPhone 4, I was so worried about data. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't do this, can't do that. I wouldn't even search for shit online. No, I, I was way cautious. But I wouldn't look at photos. I wouldn't do anything. Oh. Yeah. Now, I'm not as costed, cost, costage. Caustic. Caustic. I'm not as cautious or caustic. Um, and I don't go over 
but everywhere I go, basically right now, I work. BD's has Wi-Fi. I have Wi-Fi here mm-hmm. sometimes, apparently, and then I sleep. And thankfully, you don't need Wi-Fi to sleep. No, you don't. Not yet. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's yeah. functional. So, also, I guess for the sake, of, I bought a pink case because I thought it was. See, it's the funny. case is pink, but the rubber around is purple. That's not pink. That's I guess purple. you're right. Never mind. The accents are pink. Yeah. Whatever. It's a sharp case. Tila has the blue one, so I was like, "Screw it, I'll get the pink one." And, and it was see, and it was four dollars cheaper. So and you were smart. Save money. Because you got a case right when you got the phone. Yeah. I why, why would you do it any other way? Tila doesn't. Oh. Well, I mm, not the auto. She box broke her phone. Least. She broke her last phone in the case, I think. I've never Oh, that's another thing. I also bought a Samsung instead of some obscure like I was going to buy a OnePlus 1 or a OnePlus 6T if I didn't buy this cuz it, it worked out to be at the same price, so I didn't care. But I've never been able to buy an OtterBox before because none of the phones <laughs> I've ever had have been mainstream. I love OtterBox. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I have a decent case for once because usually it's some shitty yeah. Chinese rubbery plasticky piece of garbage. No, I love this. OtterBox. I feel confident with, and IP68 water resistance is great. I took a shower with my phone because I didn't care. I was. I wanted to listen to music. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's that's yeah. nice. I have no complaints. I'm I'm in the future now fully. Yay. The iPhone six. Is is that when they started up in the water resistance? Nope. No. Uh it was the seven onward. Seven. No. That's okay though. It I might not make it to uh to four years just because they might cut a iOS updates out on you. No. They they are fairly good with their updates. I'm just maybe sometime sometime in the future I'd like a change. I will admit and this is this is something for me. I do slowly get intrigued by Android. And it's weird. I I can see that. I I'm commonly I look I'm, at all phones when they yeah. come out. I watch every Apple keynote and every Android too. keynote that I like for Google events or whatever. And I was absolutely when I was picking phones considering and I watched every review everything I could on the iPhones I was considering one and it didn't really strike my interest because a couple things I mean I don't like the lack of expandable storage because I use SD cards in my phone which would be a limitation on my part doesn't have a headphone jack which you know a lot of people are over it but this still does and it's a new it just came out in august still has a headphone jack that's great and it's waterproof and and i've used the headphone and yeah and i've used the headphone jack like five times already it's something i'm going to use for sure and getting used to ios again is a little bit of a learning curve that one i'm not so worried about although the funny thing is ios is was always a leader for the apps the app store was great you had so many apps to choose from but as time has progressed, since the App Store is very strict on who gets to develop apps for it and, and the approval process is strict, there's lots of things that end up on Android first, which is appealing. There's lots of niche weird apps, like the one, the Alkadroid app that I use for my, you know, I used to keep track of how much I would drink or whatever and it'd tell you your blood alcohol content. And certain, certain quirky apps like that I thought were neat. And they were kind of an obscure thing that there would not be the same sort of weird app on the app store and yes i'm sure there's something that tracks your blood alcohol content but it's 
going to be different. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. And I really like the Alcadroid app specifically because of the way that it was set up. It was very numbers focused, focused in the way that I would focus on it. No, I like it. I think everybody makes fun. I, as I've said before, I have the iMac and I, I typically everything that I have is Apple, but I'm not, if I, I, if I were to upgrade right now, if I were to break my phone, yeah, it, there'd be a good chance that it could end up being an Android phone just cause I don't, I I, I don't look at the new ones. If I had to upgrade, I would have just went with the iPhone 10. I don't look at their new slate of ones and think I need this. No. That's that's the funny thing too. With the incremental upgrade of the XS, yeah. iPhone 10, you might as well skip that. With the new software on and everything, it's snappy as hell. I'll uh, just wait uh wait till the iPhone X2. 10-2? iPhone 11? I don't know. iPhone 11 they they got to figure out what they're going to call it. It might be 11. I don't know. Apple's in a Skip weird place. Skip the nine. They, why do they do? They just like increase or decrease the amount of time they have to make decisions about naming the product line when every time they skip a number. It's a strange thing. You don't see Samsung doing that. I think it's been since the... I don't know if, I don't know what the original S... Probably was just called the S, but they had the S2 and the S3 and the S4, S5, S6, X7, S8, and now S9. Samsung had, Galaxy S. Yeah, uh, there probably was one. Yeah. I don't I don't wasn't paying attention to phones for that far back, but I'm sure there was one. Some companies are better for it than others, that's for sure. Some uh, of them some of them were strange. I remember the Nexus lineup, they would name it after the screen size, kind of. There was a Nexus four, and then there was a Nexus five. I bought one of those. There was a Nexus six. A Nexus seven was a tablet. <laughs> a Nexus ten was a tablet. And then they just started naming them different six X and, and just other shit. And now they they're like Never mind. Let's go to Pixel phones. So they had a Pixel, a Pixel One, and a Pixel Two. Let's see if they keep keep the numbers. I guess. Well, Apple should just. Uh, actually, it's very possible they could end up doing that. Although they've made so much money on their iPhone name, they they have the iPhone. They don't have the iWatch. It's the Apple Watch. Yeah, they do. It's the Apple Pencil. It's not the iPencil. So there may come a time. iPencil sounds dangerous. Like <laughs> there may come a time where they actually just say, "Fuck it, we're going to start over." introducing apple phone the apple phone oh which doesn't sound good no it sounds sounds weird but it it unfortunately works they've developed current product but they've developed all the branding of i this and i that since like forever they did but that came from it's the only thing they're doing they still have the imac they're still selling new ipod touches but they're they're integrated. The I was for internet. Their whole integrated hub thing they don't really sell anymore. No. Hmm. They don't sell the idea of integration because you don't need it. It used to be that your iPod would work seamlessly with your iMac, but you don't need the iMac anymore for the iPod. You just you can just do it. I remember the first time I got an iPod, the, but the you fourth generation iPod Touch. Yeah. And it was the first one that I didn't have to plug into my computer to set up. Wow. Yeah. Times were changing. Just log in and then my music's there. What the shit? Granted, that was like five, six years ago at this Not point. Not terribly long ago, really. But still, their their marketing plan changed when they're like, oh, no, you don't need 
<laughs> the, the but, central hub. The, but people would just use iTunes on Windows anyways, even for old iPods. It worked just took fine. a long time for Windows to be able to have access to iTunes, though. Did it? I feel Did like you I ever was... read the Steve Jobs book? No. You should. Okay. You really should. What's a long time, in your opinion? Because I feel like I was in 2004, 2005 using it on a Windows. Was it out on Windows at that time, or am I wrong? You were wrong. Really? Yeah. I used to listen to internet radio all the time. I was definitely I, Okay, I could be wrong. Okay. But... Maybe there's some... I don't know. I remember using it when I was much younger. Hey. <laughs> when did iTunes come out? And, and it's I wonder be... if Siri knows this. Probably. When did iTunes come out? Who are you asking before, Siri? If I was just dictating it into Google. Oh. Google.com should be able to answer that question and more. And she can't answer that question. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let's see if my Google Assistant can answer that question, because I'm kind of curious at this point. Oh, I'm wrong. When did iTunes become available? According to Wikipedia, on April 28, 2003, Apple introduced the iTunes store. Okay, so I was wrong there, but it was only on Apple products for a bit. Okay, so... When did iTunes become available on Windows? According to Wikipedia, no, they're just telling me the April same thing. Unless it was available at the start. Introduced the iTunes store. Hmm. Can you install Windows? Well, yes, clearly you can install iTunes on Windows. Um, oh no, Apple launches iTunes for Windows 2003. So it was always available, and I'm I'm certain that I was using it in the mid 2000s on Windows machines. Because, and I know, I use the internet radio app quite a bit as well. When, what was the date that Apple launched it in general? It said 2003. It said that it was the same. I'll I'll look at the Wikipedia page because I'm sure that it has details about it. iTunes is a media player, media library, and internet radio broadcaster and mobile device management developed by Apple Inc. It was announced on January 9th, 2001. So in general announced. And let's see, uh, including music videos, personal computers, running Mac OS, and Windows operating systems. So it mentions both. It doesn't mention separate dates. Initial release was in 2001. Um, stable release was in, I don't know, that's the last stable release. Okay, well, 2001 apparently is its release. Maybe 2003 is the Windows release, so it took two extra years, if I'm gathering the right information from this. Okay, there is a, okay. So, when I said a long time, April 28, 2003, Apple opens the iTunes, like, launches the iTunes store, etc. But it wasn't until October 2003 that it became available for Windows. So, months. That's it. April to October. That's it. That's not very long. It's a long time in the tech world. Oh, really? Not back then. Definitely not. Okay, so the Steve Jobs novel makes it noted that Windows users, because it was a big thing to sell a product that was only available on Apple. Give themselves a lead, sure. I I guess. But then they're like, well, what if Windows users want to buy our iPods? But yes, it was smart for them to do that. And And very un-Apple. It was a bit of a a great service back then, in my opinion, because it offered the thing that was different. It it let me, for one, rip CDs to my iTunes library, which was nice. And I used that for just having my music in one place. But two, I used it to listen to internet radio comedy. Because I I don't know, I was at a fairly sheltered household and I didn't really have access to that stuff else 
you know, elsewhere. But I would listen to like George Carla and stuff, and that I didn't even know his name for the most part because he was he, this his bits would just come on without introduction, and it was I was listening to the George Carlin back in the mid two thousands, laughing my head off at his jokes, not even really fully understanding them compared to how I would now. But great service. iTunes was something absolutely great that was not comparable by any other platform at the time. I don't think. And they they helped the music industry. Their whole their whole launch of the iTunes store with the ninety nine cent per song. Is it still that? Uh, it was never ninety nine cents in Canada. It was always a dollar twenty nine. But <laughs> so I don't know. I think it actually might still be a dollar twenty nine. It, it changed the consumption habits of consumers, that's for sure. I mean, I'm still always a person that I will buy albums. Music artists hated it because they said when you make an album, you make, like, some artists try to tell a story in yeah. the album. Yeah. And when you allow people to buy singles, people to cherry pick their songs, they're not getting the full experience. True. But then they sell probably more than they otherwise would for the people that wouldn't buy an album but would buy two songs. Really, it, it just kind of pushes everybody to try to hit the pop charts at that point, which is cutting down creativity a little bit, I'm sure, if you're just trying to make a generic pop song. But there's lots of things that people could argue have killed the music industry, this, that, and the other. Video. Video killed the, killed the radio, radio star. star. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, take it down to a little bit more serious note. I have done a lot of thinking and I want to talk to you about a few things. Okay. It's nothing super serious. I'm not dying. You're not having a kid? I'm not having a child. Okay. I talked to Tila about having kids. Not like just in general. I talked to Tila about children <laughs> this week actually. And the consensus was because she she i don't know if i'm allowed to say this whatever she had said that she's went through various points in her life where she has wanted them but it's just the hormones like you have to i if i were to have a child right now or nine months from now Mm -hmm. would i be ready emotionally yeah financially probably it's not yeah yeah but i'm just not ready there's two there's a few more things that i want to do before i do that and i just came from helping a a friend of mine luke as i mentioned Mm -hmm. uh move his he just bought a new house so i helped him move his dryer on top of his washing machine oh he just needed help lifting it okay and then they fed me dinner which was nice and they have this wonderful four-year-old and she is rambunctious and she's wonderful i'm not ready for that no i i can entertain children and i love my nephews and nieces but i'm not ready to have that happen there's no rush for a lot of it there's a lot of potential things you can do in the meantime so yeah i i kind of agree with that so since we talk about children yes let's talk about death okay we've t- we've covered it once or twice and we have we won't go for too too long but do you think that the journey is worth the shitty destination i don't know well i don't have an answer for that because you think that getting the chance to exist in 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 some kind of form is 
I'm not even talking about my life or your life from your perspective. Yeah. Like, do I think that my existence, my my journey is worth the, the shitty destination? Yes, I do. But do I think... Um, a co-worker of mine uh, just had a cat die. Yep. She loved this cat to mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. And that's something, when you get a pet, yeah, you're automatically you going know, to have to watch you know this where that pet goes. die. Yep. And you may not be thinking of that at that time, but eventually you will. Is that journey worth the shitty destination? I. It's hard to say whether something's worth... It, it, basically, the sum total of every existence for every organism is zero. It, it's a net gain nothing. But while you're alive, there's no reason you can't live it up. There's a lot of organisms, human or otherwise, on the planet that their lives are probably just abject misery, and it's not really... not a good shot at things. But... Yeah, no, it's not something you can quantify. I don't think it's a quantifiable thing to say is living worth dying. But in my personal opinion, and as somebody that isn't depressed and has a bit of hope, I could say yeah. I think so, yeah. I don't think I'm depressed. I just think I'm... I've been working on uh, some new... Okay, here... Kind of a segue, but it is a very... It's an interesting thing. Talking about writing. As I've mentioned to you before, I am writing a narrative movie based on the death of my brother. Okay. It's supposed to be very emotional driven. Yep. Try taking a story, a true-to-life story that's happened to you, but dissecting it and thinking, hmm, this needs to play better in a movie. So I have to change certain things for it to work. That's odd. I don't know where I was going there. But I, I, I have been working on it quite a bit. There's there's always been some contrived elements that I've actually had to compress it, to make it work in a it, narrative. It sounds like the thing you would need to modify most is perhaps the time of events. And maybe you would have to rely more on flashbacks or flash forwards to things earlier in life or after death to really tie a story together. And you might not actually have to fib about anything in that case. The, but it would be unconventional storytelling. The time and events are the things that I, as you just said, I do have to change. I have to, you can't have a, like, six, November, well, six, I don't know why I said six, but, like, I guess you could tell a story over the course of two and a half months, but you want, you want uh, kind of a better time frame than that, but... I was even thinking about the the uh, certain things that like caused other things to happen. There's some in a movie. Uh, there's certain things that happen that would be contrived in a movie. It'd be very stereotypical, but they happened in real life. But you just you can't do it like that. Just because people would just say, "Ah, it's a cliche." I feel. I mean, there's a reason why Dewey uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, is so funny. It's just riffing on the cliches of stories that actually happen. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. I, I think <clears throat> if you're talking about things that are cliches, 
but they did happen in your case. I think that it'd be the op- I would take the opposite route where I go into such intricate details and add things to the cliche that were true that it seems almost too authentic not to have happened. Some I don't know. It, it, it's really at that point setting the scene is specifically how a doctor might have said something or oh that 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 stuff like that. is all fine. Um, okay. Or like a night for <clears throat> how about the foreshadowing? Sure. There's a point in the story, and we'll talk real and then narrative. Um, I'd spent a lot of time in London. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was in a London hospital. There was no showers. There was no bed. It was just like an ICU chair type thing. And there was a stint of three or four days where I was there every day. Mm -hmm. And I needed to shower. So I called up a a friend of mine who lived in London. And I said, I know this is really weird. She was an RA. at. uh, She should probably... She has access to a shower. Yeah. So I said, this is a very odd question, and I'll explain when I see you. Because we didn't really tell a lot of people what was going on. It's a private matter. But I said, can I, uh, can you unlock the guy's washroom so I can have a shower? Like, I am in desperate need of a shower. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And I go, and we talked about it and this person was always kind of a romantic interest to me in in real life but never went anywhere so in the story that can still happen but problem is is in the real life story one of the reasons why uh my relationship at the time didn't work out was actually because of messages i sent to a different girl the night before Dylan's funeral. <laughs> Foreshadowing in a movie would actually be smart to not make it two separate girls and would actually combine both of them together. Yeah. Because you have somebody at the beginning of the movie that comes back at the end. So stuff like that had to be changed for narrative structure. You that don't makes want to sense. Add it's, pointless not, characters. it's not really a critical thing to have these be separate. Not a people. critical thing, but it's a big turning point in certain things. I suppose. So stuff like that, I always I have found incredibly interesting. Uh, fictionalizing nonfiction. Yeah. Or compressing it. It's Very an interesting process. I, if I ever was to be filming something or, or have an interest in a project, I always thought when I was younger it would be documentaries just because you don't really have to lie about anything so bluntly as, you know, just to create people or get rid of people. And it was a lot of nature stuff because I I don't know it would it would bug me to know that the truth is not what I'm documentary telling fun to shoot yeah but but like a nature documentary or something where it's just like here's beautiful shots accompanied by facts or or a history documentary or something where you go and you interview people that have been through X war or whatever which it, it, I don't know for me for me that would be the kind of style I'd be interested in but being a narrative I love narrative yeah I yeah, think it's it's something you have to work at then I guess. I think there's something, there is something to, uh, obviously, a good narrative picture. Most of the best movies of all times aren't of all time aren't considered documentaries. No, they kind of they in in the Academy Awards they'd be classified different. You'd win best documentary, but if you go to uh, the American Film Institute's 
best movies of all time there's no documentaries on there no <laughs> which is unfortunate because there are some really good powerful ones there's a there's a new there was a movie they saw years ago called shark water or something like that it was a very good documentary about you know the killing of sharks for uh shark fin soup i feel like i've seen that it's a very good documentary yeah it's good and there's a sequel and I knew that the sequel was coming. I knew that the sequel was being filmed, but the sequel itself was temporarily canceled because as long as I'm right, and this is one thing that, I, once again, I should just do minor research. Not Sharkwater. Is it Sharkwater? Sharkwater is a bit of a strange title, but, I mean, it sounds like it could be a thing. It is Sharkwater. Okay. Um, so the original one is Sharkwater. And one has to assume that... Oh, Sharkwater Extinction is the next film. Okay. Okay, and it's just about to come out. And if I remember right... Um, the director... Yes. The director of the movie... Uh, Probably back in 2006, they were making the movie, and he went missing. He died in the water. He drowned. Oh. Okay. Um, he they, he was shooting, and I don't know if he was by himself. I can't remember. But he died. Um, and that was kind of that. And then... All of a sudden, trailers are coming out, so I don't know if they had enough footage, kind of like the the final Steve Irwin documentary where they had enough to tell the story, and then right before he went down to the Stingrays, uh, it was done. Or if they continued after he died to finish the story. But you get a good underwater documentary. The cinematography looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I've seen a documentary in theaters, but I'm going because I love them. Let's go to the theaters sometime. Well, we are. Yeah. On Friday. And then we'll go Spoiler. Watch, we'll go watch this documentary. Look forward to whatever the heck becomes of that. Yeah. It'll be something different. Um, death is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably. From a human's perspective or other organisms, sure. Uh, it's kind of just but a neutral while we're thing. alive, I enjoy your presence. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy your friendship. Yeah. And that's all that matters, I think. There's lots of other things that matter, but it's a very personal note to end on. Yeah. It's a bad time of year. Fourteen Is years, it a bad time of year? Fourteen or, years ago today my mom died. So it's been on my mind. So it's a lot of coin coinciding events. So there's that okay. and then Dylan's birthday and all that. So Which we get to go out and celebrate the birthday of a, a yeah, dead. That'll dead be fun. Kid. No it's strip great. club this year. No strip Good. club. I didn't like the strip club last year. Just alcohol. Okay. We'll get you guys home safe so you can drink. You got to drink. I'll drink. I know you'll I drink. drank last year. I don't remember last year. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was not amazing. Uh, I hadn't met Melissa at that point last year. We'd only started talking, and I got really drunk that night, and I said things, and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mostly things like... Hey, I st- well, I don't even know what I said, but I did also mention to her, hey, don't take any of this to heart. I'm really drunk. And then I proceeded to tell her why. Like, this, we're doing this. Oh. 
because it's so it wasn't bad yeah. and send anything inappropriate it's probably really emotional yeah i would imagine she's still here so it couldn't have been that bad. couldn't have been that bad it's true <sighs> on that note yeah that's not as personal but more of a about no. a drunk escapades about a, a dead kid I think everybody should have a good night and smoke some weed because it's legal it's now, legal. I guess. That's what we're definitely going to do because we have so much of it here. Yeah, it's just maybe one stockpiled day. 30 grams pie, <clears throat> 30 gram piles all over. I actually, that's a question I was going to ask you because yeah. you may know. Okay, I do. Sorry. I do know the answer. <clears throat> because you've, you've done your research on the website. Yes. I buy 30 grams. Yes. Cash out. Yep. Can I buy another thirty grams? Yep. You can. So it's just thirty there, gram. Okay. It depends limit. on the province. Some okay. Let's say in Quebec, for example. Okay. You it's thirty grams possession. You can have thirty grams on your person, but at home, in your home, as much as you, you can have one hundred fifty grams. Which is fucking a lot of weed, I imagine. <laughs> in Ontario, there is no limit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I guess you could just have an infinite amount of weed. At your house, okay. unless they state otherwise later. So because but... it's government mandated, yeah. let's assume, because I'm sure there's people that have already done it. Sure. Just I order buy and order and order. in 30 gram increments five increments. times in the span of 10 minutes? No. Let's say, let's say I go crazy. There was 100,000 transactions on that website within the first 24 hours. Yeah. Let's say I go crazy. Let's say I spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in 30 gram you, increments. You think you get looked into? That's what I'm thinking. You would think. Let's let's look that up let's after the podcast. It. Okay, perfect. Havesies? <laughs> you may see Jesse and I smoke weed on the podcast one day. No, I'm just saying we should buy it. Like, yeah. Well, and use it on the Hundreds upon hundreds of grams of weed. Like, just... Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Future date. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.